The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Now, that report from the Oireachtas Committee today was about urban regeneration. So, car advertising is actually covered in the report. Now, you might wonder why that would be relevant, but we're going to talk to two people about that. Dr Lorraine Darcy is the Sustainable Sustainability Action Research and Innovation Lead at Technological University of Dublin. And Lorraine, you made at a recent hearing in that committee a very interesting point about how unrealistic many of the television advertisements for car brands are. In what way? So in the context of that Erectus Committee, we were talking about the equity of space between buildings. So, and, you know, how we distribute and how we share um, private, like what is private property, our, our public, um, our cars and that public space, etc. And um, I just brought, highlighted or brought to the attention of the committee, myself and my colleague, David O'Connor, that, you know, in our TV ads, we, you know, there's a, t- there's a, you know, there's a lifestyle sold that you know you can move freely through the streets at, at speeds sometimes look quite fast, quite a bit faster than what um, speed limit should be in, a, in an urban setting. But this kind of perception of that it's you know it, it'll make your life easier, but in reality, you know that's not really how people's experience of driving in urban spaces is. And um, so sorry, sorry, I, I have to read. So you don't see people stuck in traffic jams. What you get is. Almost open roads without not another car in sight almost. Instead, it's just you and your chosen car and the open free road in front of you. That's it. Yes, it. You free road and this is going to make your life so much easier because nobody else is driving. It'll be you. If you buy this car, you can just fly through space. Yeah. Okay. And then you're not told about the downsides of car ownership either, are you? The environmental ones in the way that... If you have your know, alcohol ads, there might be something in warning you about excessive consumption. The same with gambling. You're told to gamble responsibly. But should there be, in your view, caveats attached to motoring ads? Yes, I think so. And, you know, in the space that, um, you know, the public health space, we're becoming a bit more and more interested in, you know, a sustainable transport, but thinking beyond just the fatalities associated with road deaths but also the preventable deaths so from, you know, um, first of all, the sedentary behaviour is a major one. We now have people coming out their front door, sitting in their car, driving everywhere, getting out their car. And, um, you know, it goes beyond just physical activity. It's actually social, um, um, loneliness, wellness. Um, so people's mental health as well. But also, this, you know, people being deterred from walking and cycling in their neighbourhood because it's perception that it's not safe, because of, and particularly in relation to the, increasing size of vehicles on our roads now. So we see with, you know, we have a a greater amount of SUVs and, you know, Jeeps in urban spaces where the grills are up higher than the height of a five-year-old child. I have a five-year-old and on footpaths, I freak out when I see, you know, the cars pulling up until the wheels hit the footpath. They're halfway across the footpath and I'm there with my child as they can't be seen, even though they're on the footpath where they should be. So we we don't always talk about, um, you know, the negative side. And this comes from, you know, it's, it's the automobile design is based on unintended consequences of good intentions. You know, so, you know, the end cap ratings are based on people feeling safe inside the vehicle. Um, and that is the way we looked at things because we looked at road deaths. The majority of those were people within the vehicle. And that's how we've functioned in our street design. We have wider spaces. You know, we've taken a lot greater land grab for our roads. But equally, our cars have gotten bigger because we have fo- that's the way we have focused our, our research and, and our policy. So now we should be 
thinking, taking a wider scope and thinking, having a more systems approach to what are the challenges and what are the health impacts of okay. um, the types of vehicles. I want to bring in Jimmy Murphy, who's the director of Acne, an advertising agency in Dublin with Deloitte. And uh, he's a former president of the Institute of Advertising Practitioners Ireland. Uh, Jimmy, have you given consideration to that at any stage previously, that maybe the sort of television car advertising we have is uh, maybe perhaps a little bit misleading in the benefits that it brings and completely and utterly downplays the environmental and safety dangers of cars? Um, well, I, I'd accept... Hi, Matt. Um, hi, Lorraine. Um, I'd accept that, um, yes... W- Cars are definitely shown in their best light in advertising. I think that's part and parcel of advertising and building brands. You, you know, you tend to show, uh, in most cases, you tend to show the, the upside of the product, and I think that's, I think that's reasonable. Um, I do. I, I mean, I think like advertising is very heavily regulated already, so there, there's a lot of pre-clearance that goes on when you're when you're showing advertising um, that, you know, to make sure the car isn't going fast, you know, isn't going too fast to make sure everybody's wearing seatbelts. There's no alcohol present, you know, there's no danger present. So like that is all done already. And that's kind of screened out of anything that gets as far as broadcast. So, um, but yeah, I mean, of course it shows the positive side of, um, you know, of advertising or sorry, of cars, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure that putting a warning on it is, is the most effective way of resolving what we all would agree like we're on the same page in terms of what the problems are sustainability um you know or you know improving our urban spaces um safety all those kinds of things so we're on the we all want to achieve the same thing i'm just look advertising is powerful but i'm not sure that putting a disclaimer on the ad much like alcohol or or what was cigarette advertising when there was cigarette advertising um is going to do the right thing um i think there's slightly different incidences uh, as in you know, for a long time, people didn't really know the dangers of, you know, um, cigarettes and alcohol and, you know, you know, a, a little while back. But um, with cars, I think people are quite aware of um, the pluses and minuses of cars. And and uh, I'm not sure that if you put it on a thing that any audience is going to is going to be revealed to any audience and they're going to think, well, you know, I haven't thought about that before. Um, so I don't I think just. It's probably ineffective. That's that would be my criticism of it, rather than, um, you know, uh, because when you tell an audience something that's that's quite obvious, they they usually don't accept the message. You know, they usually kind of just reject the message. Is it version. also the case that even if you did put uh, measures in place to deal with television and indeed radio advertising, that these would effectively be bypassed by advertising on social media and other yeah. internet channels? Yeah, I mean, radio is actually one of the the most um, I suppose, vulnerable media for that. And the reason being, and, and we would have conversations with clients, particularly around financial services advertising, because if you do something in financial services, you have to put a disclaimer on the end. Disclaimer is really long. Um, arguably, consumers don't really understand it or, you know, and, and that really impacts advertising on advertising decision to use radio. So if they're not going to use radio, for instance, they will go to alternative media, which could be, um, which could be, Digital is the obvious place to go because you can hold, you can keep all kinds of disclaimers in digital because you can just have click-throughs and things like that. It's much easier to put across complex messages. So what you're doing is you're taking commercial revenue out of the regulated commercial uh, sector, which includes radio and, and TV and things like that, and then putting it into, you know, arguably environments that are less safe um, and uh, to big international platforms. So, you know, there is, I, I suppose it's, it's uh, you were talking earlier, Lorraine, about, 
unintended consequences and, and good intentions. If the intention is to protect the public and you're taking money away from commercial broadcasters, which serve such an important um, role in, in society, then, you know, arguably the unintended consequence there is that, you know, you're making it less safe okay. in a completely different realm. But well, let me, let me put the last word to Dr. Lorraine Darcy and that. So what's your response to that? So my response to that is that um, I think that I think just this conversation just generated this. I think that there is a case that people don't necessarily um, know about the changes, or, so they can have. A, so this, I suppose, having this conversation gives people informed choices around the types of cars that they might buy, or the impacts of their car buying. Because sometimes I think people don't understand, and there's a, val a validation that comes with these car these car adverts and their messaging. So um, I suppose it's great to have the conversation started. And, this, um, you know, maybe we should be thinking about, like, you know, the the role of the sponsorship and how, um, you know, the media, how, how, what role the power advertising does play in media okay. in general. Thank you very much, Dr. Lorraine Darcy from the Technological University of Dublin and Jimmy Murphy, former president of the Institute of Advertising Practitioners in Ireland, uh, director of ACNE Dublin. <laughs> The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. I'm Shay Brady. I did two degrees at NCI, the BA in HRM and the MSc in Management. Going back to study when you're older, you really know what you want to do. I love this, and my academic progress at NCI helped me get promoted at work. Now when I see myself, I see living proof that returning to education was 100% worth it. On Wednesday, June 8th from 5 to 7pm, join us for NCI's on-campus open evening and learn about our full and part-time courses in business, computing, psychology and education. To register, visit ncirl.ie.